The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. What's up, guys? This is the Murderhawk Monster, Lance Archer, and you are watching Perched on the Top Rope. And watch out, because I'll chokeslam you on the way down. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Ringside News, Sports Kita. I am Lee Walker, And on today's episode, I'm just going to jump right in because I talk about this man a lot. Tony Khan responds to the USA Network on X. And because of it, it's actually trending right now under sports, which I truly find hilarious. So for those of you who don't know or didn't watch WWE Raw last night, Seth Rollins was cutting a promo in Don't Hinder the Gender. Gender Mahal came out. And honestly, for a man that I always thought was bad on the mic, this time he cut a really, really good promo. I was really excited for it. And it gave a good vibe. And as a result, we have Seth Rollins defending his world championship next week on Monday Night Raw against Jinder Mahal. And it's interesting because everyone was acting like Seth and Jinder don't have history, like they're trying not trying to erase history as we will. However, they made it seem like these guys had no beef or squash or anything of the sorts when they've had a lot of matches against each other, especially when Jinder was part of 3MB going against The Shield, I believe, in a lot of house shows. But it was Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal for the first inaugural NXT championship to be the first. And it was Seth Rollins that won, which, if you're like, why Jinder Mahal is the opponent, well... It was Bo Dallas who ended up beating Seth Rollins because he was the second NXT champion. So enjoy that one. Enjoy that reign. Actually, Bo Dallas was enjoyable in NXT. So the owner of Wrestling Inc., Raj Jury, Posts on X saying, These guys do have history. Seth Rollins defeated Jinder Mahal in the tournament finals to become the first NXT champion. Hashtag WWE Raw. Well, if you've been following the USA Network on X, they've been rather spicy lately with their content. And here's what they said. What was the cage match rating? Well, fans, the cage match rating was actually... A 6.27 on 32 votes. So that would be considered uh, average. 
And the whole show had a, a 6.52 rating. By the way, again, this isn't out of many votes, but this match was a 6.72, which I believe goes out of 10. So it was eh to the fans. Tony Khan apparently didn't like it, and Khan said that the USA Network really put AEW in their place by getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on a, on their television show. So Tony Khan quote tweets or quote posts what USA Network said and said, a moral victory for USA is one win more than their world title challenger Jinder Mahal has in the past 364 days. Because it's been literally a full year since he won a match. You really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mahal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. Well, Tony Khan also tweeted this. A double standard. At 730 hook, 28-1 career record. On winning streak calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. Jinder has literally lost every single match in for the past year. Immediately gets title shot. Where is the rage? Hashtag AEW Dynamite tomorrow on on TBS. Man. Someone needs to take Twitter away from Tony. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's starting to be like Donald Trump on X. But for wrestling. But on a good note for Tony Khan, Warner Brothers Discovery touted about AEW's success with their brands under their performance highlights, which is on their website... And here's a brief rundown. 2023 performance highlights for brands in the U.S. networks at Warner Brothers Discovery include TNT ratings among adults 25 to 54 grew 14% year over year, with the network maintaining its rank as the number one cable network, entertainment network, in prime among adults 25 to 54, 18 to 49, and 18 to 34. Popular AEW Dynamite, AEW Collision, and AEW Rampage reached nearly 4 million viewers each week across TNT and TBS. In addition, TNT's coverage of the 2023-2024 NBA regular season to date is up 13% among adults 25 to 54, while the 2023-2024 NHL regular season to date is up 53% among adults 25 to 54. So when Tony Khan says things are good with AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery, I would be intended now to believe it based off those numbers. Which, let's be honest, folks, 
no one wants to see any wrestling company fold, but the drama behind all the wrestling is uh, rather, rather hilarious. And on January 6th, speaking of the drama, on AEW Collision, Adam Copeland issued an open challenge and Griff Garrison answered. The guy that used to team with Brian Pillman Jr., but now he's Lexus King over in NXT. Yeah, that guy. So Griff Garrison got a lot of offense in the match and fans like really criticized the match. So Copeland went on Busted Open Radio to talk about having fun in AEW and specifically highlighted talking about this match. This is what Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge, had to say. I've had a blast. I've had so much fun. Even this past weekend, getting in there with a guy like Griff Garrison, just to get in there so that he can feel what it's like, the difference that comes with that experience. Because I look at it, and I look when I broke in, and I had Rick Martell and Bad News Brown and all of these guys mentor me along the way. There's not a lot of that anymore. All of these guys were doing the indies. And if you were lucky enough to get in there with them, man, I learned. I just soaked it all up. Now it almost feels like these guys are going to have to soak it up on national television. And that's a different challenge until itself, along with social media. That, So that, to me, is really fun. Though... To get these guys in there, get hands on them, and feel they're all about so they can also feel what 30 years of experience feels like, Copeland said. Later in the interview, he noted that he enjoyed working with younger talent and that he liked seeing the light bulb go off for them. He emphasized that he wants to work with young competitors both to help them and to try new things out for himself. But it would finally come up about the match with Griff Garrison and the chatter that surrounded the match that had fans questioned why would a five-minute match with Copeland have so much offense for Griff Garrison? And this is what Copeland had to say. Because after I'm gone, Griff Garrison will be there. And just like Bad News Brown showed me, or just like Rick Martell showed me, you just like Tom Pritchard showed me, or Pat Patterson showed me, or Michael Hayes showed me, or Bret Hart showed me, I'm in that stage of my career. So if I can get in there with Griff Garrison, what is a 30-second mi- match going to do for Griff Garrison? But sadly, now you get a couple like, whoa, he almost took that thing. Well, now you add in the element of the story, like Copeland took this kid maybe a little lightly, and there's something for him. And it's also an opportunity for him to get on a microphone. It's an opportunity for reps in front of the audience 
that will have eyes actually watching because there's a character in there that they know. That, to me, is all that needs to be said. If he can get in there, and we have five minutes of time in there, I feel like he can learn more in that five minutes than he probably would in 200 matches with people of the same experience. I know that sounds kind of cocky and egotistical, but that's the way it was for me when I was his age. That's what this is. That's why. That's why I want to work with guys like Griff Garrison. That's why put me in with Dante Martin or Lee Marotti or Zach Zodiac. This is a part within the story that Christian and I are telling where we can do this and add another layer in the final book that is this story. That's so fun to me. I think nowadays people are so, well, why isn't this? Why isn't it right now? Then if you give them right now, well, they did it too quick. This is another chapter. Well, they continue to write more chapters on their end. I'm going to write over here on this end. And there's always a plan. Sometimes, like my favorite stories when I was growing up, and I know it's a different time, but Steamboat Savage, let him wrestle for a year, Copeland said. And while we ride the criticism train that AEW is currently on, Eric Bischoff took part in an AMA session on his 83 Weeks podcast, and one fan asked what he thinks Mercedes Monet will do for AEW overall. Nothing, he replied saying, how many times have we seen big names come from WWE to AEW and people speculating how it's going to impact the business and what's going to happen? And nothing happens. It doesn't matter who you bring in there. I made the comment, I'm going to make it again. AEW is quickly becoming TNA, Bischoff noted. And I got nearly a million views on that comment. And out of probably half a million responses, everybody buried my comment and me along with it. But this is a perfect example of what I meant. We've seen so many big names come into AEW. Pick one. Let's put CM Punk off to the side. Pick any other one. And the net dash net impact on growth of the business other than selling t-shirts has been zip nada now bischoff pointed out that aew's ticket sales as proof of this noting how many noting how the company is running 10,000 seat arenas but scaling it to half that size he said he used to tell Dixie Carter the same thing in TNA Alibit with different examples of star power. Now, week after week, 
I've been saying, whether it be on here, in a group chat, in a comment on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. Your fan base, if you go from T if you go from WWE to anywhere else, I don't care where you go, your full fan base does not follow you. I've said that time and time again. Eric Bischoff sat here and said, What what is she gonna do for AEW? And he said nothing. Uh, either last week or two weeks ago, I said, what did she do for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Nothing. New Japan Pro Wrestling got nothing out of Mercedes Monet, in my honest opinion. And then she comes back to the to WWE wanting more money when she's the one that wrongfully walked out on her own contract with the company. I've personally never really been a big fan of Sasha Banks, even though I met her. Oh, I'm sorry, Mercedes Monet. See what I mean? Right there. You can call yourself any other name when you leave that company, and it doesn't matter. People are still going to call you what you were in WWE. It's just a habit. And it's because people prefer the WWE name at that point, if I'm going to be honest. And even in a lot of wrestling interviews, when former WWE stars talk, a lot of what they're asked about is their time in WWE. Yes, they're asked about the current company they're in, but a lot of us want to know about the WWE stuff backstage, what happened, why you were released, moving forward. Uh, things you liked about WWE, things you didn't. There's a lot of stuff that fans want to know in regards to that. And those tend to get asked more. And now we're starting to see when we get interviews and things like that, you're not allowed to talk about companies or you're not allowed to talk about other wrestlers. You can only ask about things going on in that current company that they're in. And Bischoff noted how people would criticize him for bringing big names into TNA during his tenure. But he says he didn't bring talent in. He didn't really want the job. And he had a conversation with Dixie Carter. And and this is what he said. I think I said to her word for word one day. I said, Dixie, it doesn't matter if you brought the Undertaker and you dropped him from the ceiling as a surprise in the middle of the TNA ring, and then John Cena, and then this, when they were both at the top of WWE years ago. You have John Cena run to the TNA ring, and you shoot an angle. It won't matter. It just doesn't. Uh, Eric Bischoff explained, because the brand and the perception of it, the scale of it, is so small that it won't get over. And that's the problem that I think AEW has. They don't know how to use those big names that grow their business. It just grows their budget. But it doesn't grow their business. Not yet it hasn't. And I don't think Bischoff's wrong at all. If you think about it, The ratings really haven't moved at all for AEW in a while. 
again, as I said, you can bring in all the names you want. The fans don't cross over, at least not all of them, follow their favorite WWE superstar to another company. It's just the way it is. I can go to any non-wrestling fan and they're going to know WWE because WWE is what is known of professional wrestling and sports entertainment. It's going to take companies like AEW, TNA, even like New Japan Pro Wrestling and things like that. It's going to take them a long time to get to where WWE is. WWE just didn't happen overnight. But speaking of WWE, ladies and gentlemen, well, Cody Rhodes was at a house show on Saturday in Washington. The 38-year-old spotted a fan holding up a sign with a special request. The sign said, Cody, be my best man. Rhodes told the crowd as he stood in the ring and leaned against the ropes, according to the video, and uh, this is what he had to say. So Cody Rhodes told the fan, yes, he would be his best man. To which later WWE got to Cody and put out a clip on WWE social media X. And here's what Cody said. I saw a sign that I thought was kind of unique tonight. It said, uh, Cody, will you be my best man? And I should have not seen that sign. You're actually going to be here on a Saturday, March 24. Is there anyone who can make a week Turns out, I'm going to be his best man. I will be your best man. Now here's the funny thing. Don't even know his name. He's going to send me a DM on Instagram, he told me. Man of my word. I'm going to end up at that guy's wedding. So congratulations to future uh, guy. I'm the best man, though. Yep, I'm the best man. I'm the best man. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found, especially Apple, since we are dominating the Apple chartable charts. I just want to list off some countries we're currently listened to in and the chartables we're on. United States, China, Canada, Netherlands, Ukraine, France, Spain, United Kingdom, India, Romania, Finland, Ireland, Japan, Bangladesh, Iran, Australia, Italy, Kuwait, Oman, Ethiopia, Algeria, Taiwan, Russia, Norway, Egypt, Peru, Nigeria, and Belgium. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday to the Apple podcast of Perched on the Top Rope. 
We have incredible interviews with AEW's Lance Archer, legends like Ultimo Dragon, NWA star Samantha Starr, Booker T, Kevin Nash, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jeff Jarrett, all sorts of people in the wrestling world. So make sure you tune in to Perched on the Top Rope on Apple Podcast. We're also on Spotify. You can also watch those interviews that I just mentioned, including recent interviews with MLW and former UFC Tom Lawler and current TNA's Eddie Edwards at youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. Make sure you hit the bell, click subscribe, and go to the videos, watch them, like, and comment on all of them. There's a lot of interviews with Gilberg, Fred Ottman, Tugboat, Shockmaster, Typhoon, Tony Atlas, Buddy Matthews, Kurt Angle. It's youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. You can also find us on TikTok at Perched on the Top Rope, where we have hilarious Selena scenes with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, because after all, that song makes everything better. Especially when it comes to Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32. And if you don't like that, there's also the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan being humped by a dog. You heard that right, Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster, being humped on the dog. It's TikTok, perched on the top rope. You can also find us on Twitch, where I am in the top 100 of AEW Stadium Stampede online gameplay. And you can also find us playing WWE 2K23. Because it is the Royal Rumble season after all, and I love the Royal Rumble. Which, by the way, shout out, check out New Legacy Inc. with the royaliest of Royal Rumbles with their Royal Rumble Thon. As they do a different Royal Rumble every day until the last day of January, where the winners of every Royal Rumble will compete against each other in the royaliest of Rumbles. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Lee Walker, former Dirt Sheet writer. This has been Perched on the Top Rope. Remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're staying past this, then you know I have an update for you on the modern-day Maharaja Jinder Mahal, Eric Bischoff, and Tony Khan's story. As I had said earlier, Tony Khan had set a double standard, hooked 28-1 career record on winning streak, calls out the champ. A logical challenge sparks online outrage. But again, Jinder Mahal losing in a year having not won a match in a year, uh, results in Jinder Mahal commenting, who the fuck is Hook? Watch Monday Night Raw on USA Network, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Quote tweeting, Tony Khan, so I'll be curious if that gets deleted or not, coming from a WWE account like Jinder Mahal.
To which Taz quote tweets Jinder Mahal and says, Hook, in all capitals. Because technically, his name's in all capitals. Like, it makes a difference. So between him and Eric Bischoff, it gets a little interesting because Eric Bischoff already made a bunch of criticisms on AEW and Mercedes Monet. But there was a tweet from someone named Card Grade AI by the name of Mikey. And his tweet is, Tony forgets that he literally gave Abaddon a title shot after being off AEW TV for over a year. The same exact situation as gender. So Bischoff tweets at Tony Khan and says, Hey, Tony Khan, is this true or is it a bot? Tony Khan replied, No, E. Bischoff, not true at all. Abaddon returned to AEW TV Plus. Then they won a four-way match on TNT against other great wrestlers to earn a title shot. Which is completely different than someone going a full year losing every match they're in. Getting a title shot without a single win. He then replies, reading would be your friend, Eric. Man, you gotta love wrestling drama. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out.